there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning. Are you ready to say yes to spirit? I am for one last time in 2011. Have you been doing that? I've been doing that everywhere I go. It's the bagel store, the place I go to the shop. See you next year. Well, to see you. That's really interesting. And no, I haven't been doing that. What I have been doing, which I didn't notice until you just said that, <laughs> is I have not been talking about the end of this year. I have been saying for the last two days everywhere I go, I know you're going to have a happy new year. Right? It's like I'm in the new year. You're already there. I'm not. I'm not even thinking about ending this year. I'm thinking about living next year and how great it's going to be. There you go. There you go, Tracy. Getting out of that gate. You just jumped out of that gate. But that's really interesting. Uh, we need to end this year before we can there, there is, start next there's, year. <laughs> there's some old-fashioned wisdom yeah. to close the door before the one opens. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting idea. And I think it's, you know, it's funny to to think about the symbolism that we pack into these 48 hours. I mean, if you're listening live, it's Saturday, January, December 31st. If you're listening in an archive, then this is not that day. But um, the 48 hours that we're living in now, there's such symbolism and there's such attention to it. And I was doing some research for a class that I did with the women at Dallas County Jail about New Year's. And it was really arbitrary how the day was picked and how, you know, it used to be in the spring with the spring equinox and different countries do it at different times and different New Year's. And I was sort of, yet again, disillusioned. (laughs) 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 It doesn't follow the Bible story I learned in the Methodist, you know, IMF. I'm always a a bit downtrodden for a moment when I realized the story I thought was true. I thought everyone celebrated New Year's at the same time. I thought it was always December 31st. I, you know, uh, yeah. I easily drink the Kool-Aid, whatever the <laughs> Kool-Aid is. But it is fascinating to think about, you know, these 48 hours and the energy we give, saying goodbye to the old and making what our topic of today. Well, well, yeah, our topic of the day is 2012 intentions. And so we will talk about intentions resolutions versus intentions, what does it mean to have an intention, are intentions good or bad? I mean, who knows where we'll go. Who knows? But um, before we do that, let's connect the dots with our most recent topic, which was family and holidays. Family and holidays. See, why we should have a camera. Every time we say that, she, she does such an excellent job of leading into. She, Her voice tone is so excited. We're going to do the connect the dots. And then she stops and stares and points at me. So that's <laughs> yes, it the is pressure. Thing. The pressure is my thing, but now it's kind of become a burden. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, we could wait. No, no, I like I like rituals. I need rituals. Um, then that's probably 
why I have a thing about, you know, stories and things I learned as a small child and kind of keeping that ritual alive, which goes with families and rituals. And I know my connect the dots to family and intentions or New Year's resolution, as we more traditionally called them, would be the idea that when I was younger, a resolution was always to be nicer to my mother. <laughs> Isn't that great? Are you uh, you, serious? Should, you shouldn't have laughed so Are you serious? Well, no, I'm not. I don't. Yes, I'm serious. No, I'm not lying. Why? Why does that surprise you? Don't you think that's a lovely intention to be nicer to my mother when I was young and I believed that such a thing could happen? <laughs> that I could. Yes, that's make a, a great intention. That I could make a great resolution. New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was fascinating. And this is, I think, one of the things that. I want to talk about today is how how I would work at that resolution. And then becoming around my mother then would become, you know, my favorite four-letter word, work. But, you know, connecting the dots to, to making different, wanting to have different relationships with my family and then wanting to to think that I could, through some mystical, magical thing, you know, change that uh, through work that relationship instead of just unveiling more of the truth but through working and making it feel like it had to be hard to change my relationship with my family. I think that is a great connect the dots. Thank you, Tracy, for affirming me after that really sincere laughing with that (laughs) together. And we'll come back and talk about it after the break. I got your back on this one. 
So in the way that I think about them, not to be right or wrong. Yes, yes, well, um, but I know you will Mm -hmm. make it right. Um, I think of New Year's resolutions as, yes, I'm going to resolve to do this and I'm going to work at it, as you described growing up. And I think of of intentions as I'm setting the course, I am being really clear about what I choose and what outcome I want, and I'm going to give attention to that, but I'm also using the spiritual foundation of the universe creating the things that have to happen in my path. So I don't connect that that, um, sense of work, effort, and I have to do it. Oh, okay. Where right. for me, resolution is more. I've set the resolution, and I'm by golly, I'm going to do these things like you know, so Lose many people. 10 I'm going to right go to the gym uh-huh. four times a week. I'm going to do that. I'm going to. I'm. I'm. It's all about I. Interesting. And for me, intention, even though it starts with an I, <laughs> is all about I'm setting the direction and the tone. And I'm going to pay attention to it, but I'm not doing it all. I'm not the. I'm not all of the how. Yes. So for me, that's the, the difference. And I haven't set a New Year's resolution in probably. I can't even remember. How old are you, Tracy? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna give away more than you want to give away. There, there you go. I can't even remember the I last think. year that I set a New Year's resolution. I probably was in my twenties. Okay. Probably. Um, I definitely I can say definitely not from thirty five on, but but probably in my twenties. I just can't even remember. So that's more than thirty years. Love it. Okay, so what's the right okay, answer? Okay, so ding, 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 you got the right answer. That's exactly the correct answer. The difference between intentions and resolutions. And you know why I know this so No, so why ad- do you know this so they, well? So well, so, so without confidently. a doubt. So confidently, that's right. That's usually the word that is lacking. I usually kind of have a question mark at the end of every sentence, hoping it's right, right? But this I know because, for those of you who listen to the show, know I do this group at the Dallas or these these groups at the Dallas County Women's, uh, Dallas County Jail, the women's floor. And every Monday and Fridays, we set intentions. Yeah. And I talk about the difference between intentions and goals and yeah. how normally we set goals, my goal for the week, my goal for the day. And that we are consciously setting intentions because goals have the idea of, Pass or fail, do or didn't do. Mm-hmm. I get, you know, I accomplished my goal or I failed. And I think the same thing applies with resolutions. I'm going to lose 10 pounds by March 1st. Well, that certainly is a very clear I'm going to win or lose. But if my intention, if I set an intention to lose 10 pounds by March 1st, then what we do underneath that is we come up with three practice steps. What are the ways I'm going to practice to meet this intention? And it's so interesting because the practice steps become the daily practice, the daily experience to get to the intention. And what is so mystical and magical, and it it goes without fail, is these women, 
set up the practice that okay, I'm gonna eat healthier. I'm gonna you know walk around. I'm gonna do um, not eat after seven o'clock or whatever the three intent. Whatever the three practices are gonna help me get to that intention. And the women, as they're doing their practice steps each day, without fail, discover that the joy comes in those practice steps, and they almost the intention becomes secondary, and it takes care of itself. Like you said. It might not even at the end of March 1st may come, and maybe I've only lost seven pounds, but my whole life is so transformed because I'm doing these three practice steps every day that it's not a pass or fail, did or didn't do. Right. So, and so you really allow the process yes. Yes. to um, manifest what it is that you are putting attention toward, but you're not, yeah, you're not putting your attention only on the ultimate outcome. End. Yeah, the end. You're putting your attention on what it takes for you to transform your life or for your life to transform into being that person who's 10 pounds left. Right. Or being that person who's nicer to her mother. Or right. being that right. person who um, lives in a way that represents a prosperity mindset. Right. So yeah, it's, I, I I love the. It's so easy to focus on weight um, because that's probably the number one New Year's resolution, resolution yeah. that people set. Mm-hmm. And you know, if I set an intention to lose, you know, ten pounds, for me that it, uh, yeah, if I set a resolution because it's so specific, an intention can be just that specific. But my intention would probably be more, I intend to be healthy, or I intend to be healthy, fit, and strong, or I intend, you know, for this to be, it almost, for me too, as an intention is about a way of living and being. Okay. In terms of, it's not, it's not as black and white. And we talk about intentions being like the rudder on the ship. Is that my intention is setting the 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 course, and then that's my intention, and then things come along. But as long as I stay focused on my intention, you know my ship's going to go in the general direction that I want it to be going in. Right. And I might get batted around by a storm, or something might come in and you know take me off course a bit. But ultimately, that rudder is going to get me back in line with who I truly am. And it's so fascinating. I keep coming back to those practice steps because that has been the key. And we've been doing intentions in the jail for probably uh, about seven or eight months. And it's so fascinating to watch when they set that intention. They pick up those practice steps. Like you're saying, it becomes more of a way of life. And the other interesting piece that we do is they write their intention on on a little note card, the three practice steps. At the bottom, there's this affirmation that we say at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas a lot. I hear you. I see you. I affirm your intention with love. And so I, we have them uh, read their intention for the week and their practice steps to their person sitting next to them. And the other person says that affirmation back and kind of draws them into their intention. So many times some of their intentions are things like, and I'm going to try to stay positive. And so if the person that they, and not think about when I'm going to get out or not be sad about not being with my kids for the holiday, 
And so when the other person that they, um, their butt mate or their, their best friend that they had shared their intention with and in their practice steps hears them getting negative, they can reaffirm for them, oh, remember, you're staying in the now, you're staying positive. And so it becomes kind of a community effort. And I think that's another thing about resolutions for me tended to be very isolated. I yes. was like in a silo. And like I saying, will do. Like I, it's all I, I, I. Right. Me, me, me. Right. And intention to me is a more open word that seems to be communal and seems to be like to share, like a shared, and gives people permission to help, confront, whatever the word we want to use, affirm. We can use softer words, but it's all the same thing. But, you know, go with me along my journey and help me stay true to what I'm intending to be because I need that reminder many times. Yeah, and and, and that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about this particular example before, but about three years ago, it really is a, an example of the difference between a resolution and an intention. So about three years ago, two friends of mine, the three of us, we set an intention to spend more time together, even though the three of us live in different cities. Ah. All three of us live in different cities. And <clears throat> we set that intention in the beginning of the year. And so we started talking about, by by the end of the first quarter, we had said, okay, we, we need to plan a weekend Ooh. where we can jo- join up in one city and spend two or three days together. And so we started, we said, okay, we need to have some phone calls to plan what that's going to be like and what we want to do and when we want to do it. And so we started talking every two weeks so that we could, every couple of weeks so that we could execute on our intention to spend more time together. And we set a date, and that date, as it came, we realized we couldn't go to the city on that date. But what we realized was in the process of planning for that date, we had been spending more time together. And we said, you know what? We like this, and let's make a commitment. It became our practice step that we would schedule a conference call twice a month. And so for three years now, we have had a scheduled call twice a month, the first week and the third week of every month, and it came from setting the intention. And we thought it meant, okay, yes. that means we have to go be in person together, Yes. Uh, the three of us, and we have to travel and we have to spend money. And, we, you know, when we were trying to figure it out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But in practice, yes. um, and it's some of the most precious time in my month, in the course of a month, to be on the phone with these two folks about whatever else is going on in our lives. See, and I love that, and I think that is the natural, you know, the unfoldment. When I, when I, when it's about me trying to get to the end result, but losing the ten pounds, you know, I could kill somebody in between that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I can be, you know, really, 
It doesn't matter as long as I get to lose that 10 pounds, you know. Whoever gets hurt in the process, by golly, I'm losing my 10 pounds. And I think that's not really how my life is meant to unfold. It's supposed to be much softer. So what about the quotation, or it's something like, the road to hell is paved with good intentions? <laughs> you know, like good intentions. In, I think in, uh, in our common vernacular, mm. we don't, in the world, in the United States, we often equate yeah. intention with, like, try or hope. Weakness, sort of. So. We're not really going to, it's okay if you don't do it. It's just ah. an intention. Wow, I had not even thought about that, but that's true, isn't it? A lot of people use intention in that way. Oh, well, I intend to be a nicer person, or I intend to exercise more. I intend to, but they don't put any belief behind it, and they don't put any action behind it. And and they use it, like you said, like that word hope, where they're just giving themselves an out. Right. I'll try to do better. I'll try to... I'll try to go to church every Sunday. You know, I, I intend to go to church every Sunday, but, you know, if I don't, you know, don't don't be mad. You know, so here's that again. That's an example of the power of what we believe the word means. Like, you know, some of those weaker words that I call weak, hope, try, it's because I have that feeling about the word. But the feeling with the word intention is so powerful to me and so positive and connected to the practice steps and connected to looking at, you know, at the big picture and bringing in other people into my intention, oh, I just can't think of anything more powerful and more positive. But as you're saying that, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, there's like, you know, 80% of the world probably because of that theory or those, you know, things we say that we repeat that we really don't even know that we're saying, that intention probably is a weak word to most people or to many people. Is, is energizing, 
and encouraging and not pass or fail, then hang on to that word. Use that word. Use that word. And since I seem to be like all about the Dallas County Women's Jail right now, today, today mm-hmm. uh, we did a really extraordinary thing, I think, in terms of setting our intentions for the new year. Um, we did two exercises. One was a fun little exercise where you make a card with paper, you fold it over so it's kind of like a card, and on the outside you put my best friend is dot, 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 and then you open it up and you put all the characteristics of your best friend. Nice. And I think this is a fun little, I'm going to tell the trick to it, so it's going to be kind of hard in real time if you know the trick. It's a little little harder to do it, but it's, um, you, you can do it for yourself. It is kind of an interesting game. So you put all the characteristics, all the wonderful things about your best friend that you just love, love, love on the inside of the card. And then we talk about the idea, the 12-step idea that you spot it, you got it. The idea if you see something negative in someone, it's a fairly common 12-step idea. You only see that negative because it's within me. I wouldn't see it if it's not within me. And so the good news is the opposite is true. All the good qualities that we see in someone else is within us, are within us. And so then you t- t- go to back to the front of the card and you say, my best friend is, and you put me. And then you open it up and you understand all those characteristics, those wonderful characteristics, are within me. So that was the first little exercise. And the second exercise we did was we did that classic thing where you put tape, a piece of paper on everybody's back, and you go around and you write something wonderful about the person. Mm-hmm. And so you have 20 different writings on your back about how wonderful you are. And so we had those two exercises, and they came away with their little card and their piece of paper with their wonderful things. And then we had an intention sheet, 2012 intention sheet. And the instruction was to write down who you will be in the world. What will you look like? What will you talk like? How will you walk? What will you wear? What will you do to express this? If this is the truth of who you are, yeah. how, do you, how are you going to How do you need to be? Right. Who do you need to be and right. how do you need to be so that someone who meets you meets this person? Right. Yeah. I mean, that was just kind of cool. It's That's very fun and very cool. I was pretty smart. I thought that all by myself. I was very smart, Leslie. <laughs> That's really what I'm looking for is the affirmation. I mean, you know, I didn't make up the thing, but the whole package I put together. (laughs) But it is an interesting idea to do that for your intention, to really set the intention of to be the truth of who we are. Yeah. Wow. How does that end the game? That ends the game right there. One of the, a lot of times at the end of the year, you know, a lot of churches and centers have ceremonies and rituals you know, either night watch services to watch the old pass away Uh and to welcome the new burning bowl services to, you know, burn, release what no longer serves you and to then step into the new year clean. Right. Um, There's a lot of focus put on ending the one year and starting the new. And and so I think rituals and activities mm-hmm. and the process of doing that really 
is powerful because it's physical. Yes. I mean, and we are in physical form. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Leslie. Oh, yeah. But we are in physical form. 0.1%, yes. <laughs> and so it's. I think it is important that we do some physical something mm-hmm. Representation. that opens us up into our greater yet to be, into who we are becoming, and to help us choose that and then connect the dots with what does that mean I do? How do I how do I talk? How do I walk? How do, what do I say? Uh, what kinds of activities do I choose? Right. What kinds of friends, friends do, do I, I choose? choose? How do I spend my time? What do I do with yeah. my day? Yeah, and I know for me that, like, 2012 is going to be a really interesting year around how do I spend my time. Like, how am I going to spend my time to be the person who I see myself becoming? You know, there's all this competition between, well, that's not true. It's not competition, <clears throat> but it's, um, there's all this, there's a challenge. There's a challenge. Uh, between time with corporate clients and marketing in the corporate world, developing spiritually-based workshops and being available as a practitioner for coaching and counseling and prayer and and then, you know, I want to roller skate and I want to go, Tracy, you know, uh-huh, it's like uh-huh. I want to go to plays or dance performances and um, and in 2012, I know that I'm going to meet this wonderful man and I'm going to have a relationship. Well, you still have time for me, Tracy. Isn't that the fear? You'll go off, you'll be happy, fall in love, you'll forget about me. <laughs> That's not what friends say. Whoever falls in love with me will be. Will we'll love me. Will know that I do the radio <laughs> show, right? Yes, it's like thank the you. radio show is happening. So that so that's interesting. So you have a clear picture, and you know you use the phrase "who you're becoming." Would would it be more accurate to say who you are? You're simply more of who you are. You know, I mean that phrase because I do think that 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 catches me too, and in looking at new thought and how that comes about in terms of manifesting what I say. If I keep saying I'm becoming, then I'm not ever become became. Well, when I use it, I actually, I actually think of it as I am who I am right now, based on what I was thinking six days, six weeks, six months, six years, a good six decades ago. (laughs) Yeah, and not that old. No, but not in physical form. Ah, okay, right, right. And so, um, and so, I think that I am always becoming. Not that I'm, there's not a destination, that I'm going to get there. Oh, I see. And then I'll be done because I finally made it. It's, I'm always becoming because as I grow, as I learn more, as I expand my consciousness, mm-hmm. that's going to affect how I show up in the world six months from now. And by then I'll have another growth in consciousness and that will affect. So when I say I am becoming, it's not I'm becoming this person and then it stops. It's I will always be expanding. Or it's not I'm becoming, I'm waiting for something. Yeah, I'm not waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what you're saying. All right. 
And isn't that interesting yet again? That's an example of what is the feeling, what is the belief behind the word. Yeah. And that really is the key. What is the feeling, what is the belief behind the word? Because we can use very happy, flowery words and have this belief or this feeling that's heavy and horrible and nasty. And so that's really the manifestation is the belief and the feeling behind it. Yeah, it's a wonder we are ever able to communicate with another person in any way Uh because there's so much unspoken belief beneath everything that we do or say. And we assume the other person is hearing it the way that we're thinking it. (laughs) I... uh, when I used to do a lot of marriage count or couple counseling, I, one of the first things I would have each person do is go home and write their language diction, you know, their guide, their decoder book. You know, it's really a fascinating practice to see the same word like means totally different things. Oh, we would never have any arguments <laughs> if I actually understood. Yeah, I mean this. Yes, it's a powerful theory. So you're you have clear you have clear places the rudder on your ship you want this year to go. You spent some time. Well, it's it's interesting. I have spent as much time in reflection and journaling as I usually do near the end of the year. During the week of Kwanzaa, I usually um, really take time, like an hour and a half or more per day, and journal about the principles for the day and how I have evidenced that in the last 11 months. Oh, nice. And how I want that to live in my life in the coming year. And in the process of doing that, because the seven principles of Kwanzaa are, you know, are so fabulous um, and so universal in some ways, that they bring up lots of other things. So I end up in the course of the seven days often Uh, kind of reflecting on all aspects of my life. And this year I didn't do that. I mean, I did the, you know, I did some very brief reflection about each principle I am doing because Kwanzaa's not over until tomorrow. Oh, okay. So I am doing some, you know, I'm lighting the candles and I'm doing some brief reflection, but I haven't been journaling it. I've been doing a meditation every day. Um, but this this clarity really was already in place. And I think that's because, you know, the Prosperity Plus class was 10 weeks from August through the end of October. And during that, there was a, a real focus on creating your vision for your next best life, you know, right. next, who, you, who you are who you are going to be, who you will see yourself as in three, two to three years. And so spending ten weeks on that, I think really, and then at continuing after the ten weeks, has already had me constantly thinking about who do I want to be. Nice. And what's the next step for that. Nice. And what what's coming to me intuitively as a result of that, you know, is... It has been really interesting. So I am looking forward to the burning bowl process and then the ritual to set intentions for 2012 tomorrow because I have some general clarity about the direction of it, uh-huh. but I don't. I haven't allowed myself to actually like do the wording of it. I see. Yes. Yes. Because I know the process 
tomorrow is always, the New Year's Day process is always so fabulous. And that would be a spiritual practice if you're listening in real time or before, you know, sometime today, December 31st. There are several burning bowl ceremonies in the Dallas or any other large metropolitan. If you're in a small rural town, get on a plane. Okay. But there, you could probably Google that, and it would be kind of, it is a, a profound spiritual practice to have that experience of letting go. And again, I'm really fascinated with this concept of just being the truth of who I am. I think that's going to be that's going to be my deal this year. Is I'm going to be the truth of who I am. Wow! How wow. how does that get any better? And I, I don't love that. And I don't even know what that really looks like. You know, on some level. I mean, I, and again, I think it's a feeling or a belief. And um, and so getting in contact with the burning bowl ceremony would be a, a cool spiritual practice. And another spiritual practice, speaking of spiritual practices, for this kind of idea is a classic vision board. Reverend Beatrice told me last week, my little spiritual teacher, said to do a vision board. And it reminded me that two years ago, my friend Tracy Brown had a vision board party. Was that two years ago? It was two ago? years ago, baby girl, at Thanksgiving time. Two years ago? It was two years ago. Wow. Been on my, isn't that, that little board, a little bit, it's just a poster board, is on my den wall. And it was so fascinating. I told her, Beatrice, I said, she said, well, we'll do a vision board, Leslie, before the new year. Set, set some time aside. And I said to her, I said, I don't need to do that. I have one. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> and she said, no, you do more than one, Leslie. You can keep, you know, it grows and expands. And I'm like, oh. I'm really like, <laughs> no, excited. No. Once you did a vision board, well, that's it. I didn't know. Yeah, pretty much. Thanks for laughing. But, um, yeah, so it didn't occur to me that you could do a different diet. So I'm going to do another vision board. But that's a cool spiritual practice. And a vision board in, in group is really cool. I mean, we had like, what, four or five people? It wasn't a huge group. But that was a special day. So yeah, that's a cool that's timing I'm like, for that. Really, it just doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Um, and that you have having the energy of other people. Mm-hmm. And as you're looking for things and as you're sorting things out to know that... Um, to know that it is there, there are the, you have the energy of other people also working it for you and starting to look for certain images and patterns. And sort of as as a group, having that intention to be co- collaborative again. I think that you know having that collaborative feeling, and if you haven't done an intention board, it would be. It, we can think about kind of defining that. I always look at Tracy to be the smart one to actually define okay. things. Well, let's take a quick break. Okay. And then we'll come back and talk about what a vision board is for anyone who doesn't know and how that may help to support your 2012 intentions.
yes to spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path with Tracy and Leslie. And our theme today is 2012 Intentions. Right before the break, um, you, Leslie, referred to vision boards. And you're right, some people may not know what we're talking about. So a vision board or a treasure map. Oh, I like that. In the unity movement, especially, lots of people in in metaphysics also talk about the treasure map versus the vision board. But they're really the same thing. You take a bulletin board or or a poster board or a piece of paper or a wall. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Wall. I like that. Um, And you look for images that either represent what it is you want to experience or images that generate the feeling there you that go. you want to experience. Yes. And most people when, will tell you when you are doing a vision board or a treasure map to, um, to look more for images than words because you are trying to activate yes. the other side of your brain. We think in words and we talk and we, you know, all the time about what we want or who we are. And the images generate the emotional response yes. that matches our, our guides, our words. And what we know about the law of attraction is that it's really responding to the subconscious thoughts and the feelings and the emotions. Yes. Even, you know, more, I was going to say as much as, but really more yes. than the words, words we right. say on a conscious level or the words we write. So on a vision board or a treasure map, you it's not that you can't have any words. You can, um, but the 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 experts say <laughs> that you will get faster and stronger and more clear results using images, and you can draw them if you you know want to use different color markers, or you can go through magazines and tear out pictures. Um, there's all kinds of ways to do it, but yeah, it can be really fun. Yeah, and I think that's a powerful. And then put it somewhere where you see it. It took me about three months to put mine up on the wall, which is kind of strange, isn't it? Let's discuss self sabotage at some point. Should we make that a topic for later in the year? But um, uh, yeah, put it up where you see it on the uh, refrigerator or the wall or your bathroom mirror, depending on how big it is. Um, and, and carry those images, those feelings, again, as you said, that's so cool. And I'm thinking of my board, and it is mostly images. And even now, because I see it every day, even though I'm not anywhere near it, I can see the image of this outdoor lit area that I just love to look at. And I get happy. <laughs> I get a little happy inside just now yeah, thinking yeah. about it. Just yeah. imagining yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So well, that's cool. A month ago, almost a month ago, ooh, a month ago tomorrow, I went to a half-day workshop with Christopher Ian Chenoweth on advanced prosperity. Nice. And one Very of the name. things that he talks about in his 30-day process is uh, he also asks, and suggest that people do a treasure map as part of the 30-day process. And his instructions around it are similar to what I just said. And then he says once you hang it, to move it like every, I don't remember if he says every 
30 days or every three months. But anyway, move it because what happens is after a certain amount of time, you get used to seeing it in a certain place and you don't oh, see it anymore. that's interesting. And so it was, when you move it to another location that you also, you know, pass by regular, uh-huh. regularly, that it will almost be like a jump start. Interesting. Because your brain has now associated it with the wall on the left side of your bathroom, right? And then when you move it to the right side of the of the wall on the right side of the bathroom, your brain is like kind of at first, wait, that doesn't go there. Wow. But then it pays attention, it makes mm-hmm. it pay attention to it, mm-hmm. like with a whole renewed energy. Because the first, you know, four or five days, your brain will be like, that doesn't go there, which means it's seeing it. Paying attention in it's a different way. It's seeing it. Yes, yes. And, you know, and that then when you, you know, when it's just kind of like, okay, that's where it belongs and it's wow. time to move it again. And I, I, and so that's, I get that around vision boards and treasure maps, but I also think about it in terms of our overall topic of intentions. Uh-huh. That um, I love what you do with the women in the jail. You have three practice steps. Yes. When you get to the point where those three practice steps are so automatic yes. that you don't feel like you're practicing. Yes. It's time to say, what am I now? What am I really practicing? Right. Yeah. Right. And that really is how I think life really kind of works incrementally like that. At first, you know, you really have to make a focus and create that daily ritual, that daily practice, and then at some point that integrates into the whole daily experience and then you go that next deeper next deeper next deeper and i just i just think that concept of i love the idea of practice because again to me that signifies something being done without winning or losing without yes. attaining or yes. not attaining i'm practicing Absolutely. i'm, I'm practicing. practicing it's my practice to do this uh-huh uh-huh i love that i love that i love that so I have a question. Yes, Tracy Brown, what is that? Do you question? remember any intention or resolution ah. that you set at the beginning of 2011? And if so, wow. You know, no, I don't. I don't. I could probably go back to a journal and find. I'm sure, I'm sure they manifested <laughs> since I don't remember them, isn't that interesting? That's funny. I don't. I don't recall. And I do you, Tracy Brown, well, recall? Well, I didn't ask it because of that, but um, I don't recall them. But here's what happened that made me think of that question. About a week ago, I'm trying to think. Was it? Maybe it's just in this week. No, it was about two weeks ago. But this this show was already scheduled. Right. You know, we had already scheduled this topic. And so I was um, going through a stack of papers, and I found... Oh, wow. You did not. I found (laughs) a... there was we did a one day retreat at the center near yes. the end of January yes. last year that was about setting your intentions yes. for the year. I was there, and I found my work 
unbelievable from that. And uh, so, of course, that day I said, oh, I need to remember that because we can use that yes. on the show. But, of course, I don't know what, what I did. Oh, now. Tracy Brown. So, um, but but the point is uh-huh. that when I looked at my intention, yes. that I had not seen this, these notes for, you know, seven months or eight months. Because the first January, February, probably even March, I carried it around in kind of my active folder, sure. and I would right. look at it. Right. But I can guarantee you I haven't seen this since, you know, the third or fourth month of the year. <laughs> right, right. And I was amazed. at I didn't, you know, I couldn't check everything off, but I could see definite progress. A shift, yeah. And I could see, right, that it was a shift and that I was actually doing the practice steps, even though yes. we didn't call them that. Yes. But we, it was a question of, okay, well, if this is what's important to you, what are you going to do? Uh-huh. There's three things that you are going to do this year. Uh-huh. And then there was, a, you know, I think you said two intentions, and each one of them you had three, up to three things that you were going to do. And I was like, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even once I never looked at that again, it was so set because yes. what I did the first 30 days afterwards. And um, and then the other thing that I thought about this week was, you know, every year I do a theme for the year for myself. I like that. Talk about that. I've heard other people say that. And so... See, to me, just one theme seems like, you know, too weak of a thing. You need to have 12 themes, 15 themes. But yes, one theme, you have one theme. So I have a theme for the year every year. And my theme for 2012, I mean, for 2011, was the word dream. Oh. Now, it it started off dare to dream, but it wasn't, but the dare to got dropped off pretty quickly. So it was dream, and part of that came from my realization that I was really good at setting goals and planning, organizing, and or you know that I know how to do that. Yes, and, and that's really good, and it does help you manifest in a certain way with a certain velocity around most things. But the idea of dream, dream about something. What do you? If your life could be whatever you dream, that you wouldn't even imagine. Yes, right. That I really had lost. That that I hadn't. I didn't do that, and I had lost my ability to do that. If I ever ah. had an ability to do that, I don't remember doing that even like at eight years old. So. Oh wow! And and what would my life be like if I were able to and willing to dream? What would my dreams be for the next decade of my life? And and so in the first half of the year, I you know I would meditate on the theme, and I would and I bought things that said dream, and on my altar, oh, yeah, the kitchen you have dream, and and on my altar I have a big stone that has dream etched oh, into it, and my candle holder. <laughs> And I didn't go out and, like, buy all of this, yeah. you know, in January. Well, but in the first yeah. quarter of the year, I would just be in the dollar store, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And there'd be a, this candle holder that's on my nightstand that has this quotation about dreams. Love it. And, like, a dollar, that's the right price. Love and it's it. beautiful, right? Uh-huh. So the first three or four months I realized that I, I had set this intention that I'm going to dream. And these 
things, these items kept yes. coming to me, but I didn't feel yeah. like I was dreaming, and I that's when I got really clear. I didn't know how to dream. Interesting. But I held the intention. In August, when I started taking the Prosperity Plus class, yes. in creating your vision statements for who you want to be or who you see yourself to be in two to three years, uh-huh. I started off doing it and it was making a list. It was a task list. It was a goal list. Goal, right. It was a resolution list. It was <laughs> yes. not a dream list. It was an old-fashioned way of, yes. And that and and what I learned in that 10 weeks, if I didn't get anything else from that Prosperity Plus class, was I felt the shift happen to be able to dream. And how, can you verbalize what that was like? How did you know the shift because I've I found myself um, being clear about things that I wanted that were bigger than me, that were bigger than my ability to just sit down and plan them out and do them. So, so, so it became something that you couldn't just write on a piece of paper. It became like a feeling. Well, I could write on the piece of paper what the outcome would be, but I didn't necessarily know how to get there. Oh, you didn't know. And then I realized that's a dream versus a plan versus a goal. Interesting. Okay. And and it felt it felt joyous. It felt Ooh, wow. It felt like oh, I would love to do that. That versus that's I want to do that and I know how to do that and I can get there if I do these ten things. Right. Which is also exciting. Wow, I I'd love to do that, and I can get there. But the dream is more. I would love to have a life like that. I would love to have that in my life. I have no idea how to get there. Full Monty. I have no idea how to get there, and I can see my life as that. And isn't that part of the idea of the new thought? Is that we don't have to know. You don't have to know, and I believe that. And I actually use that on things I set goals for. I know that my steps are A, B, C, D, and E, but there's space between the steps for I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know these are the things I have to do. Right. So it was really interesting, again, talking about how this stuff happens, 2012 theme, dream, 2011 theme, dream, and then it was all the way in October when I finally felt, oh, there's some movement Love here. It. And I didn't really effort it, like setting intent, set a resolution that I am going to dream this year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then it's just in the last fourth quarter, dream after dream after dream, and, uh-huh. and seeing it happen, seeing progress being made. Yeah, and you kind of described an interesting process. You, you, you first you thought it. You came up with the concept in your head. You know, last year around this time, you were thinking about what's my theme. You came up with dream. Then, physical manifestation. You, know, you started you started seeing things in the dollar store. You started seeing things you could pick up to visually reflect that back to you. Mm-hmm. And then you almost forgot about it. And then it kind of went away. It yeah. went off your radar screen for a while. But in a strange way, that's when those seeds were really growing yeah. within underground because we don't see the seed, right? When it burst up underneath the ground, we don't Absolutely. see it. And then that fourth quarter, the bloom comes up, 
And you're almost halfway surprised. You're like, oh my golly, I forgot. I didn't plan it, see? That's right. Oh, yeah. See, that's so cool. And I really think that's representative of how it always works on some level. It does. And and so if, if, you know, if one day I'm struggling to find a topic for a Sunday talk, or, or there you something, go. or Minister study talk. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> they heard it here first. Uh, I keep saying it. She keeps saying no. Go no, ahead. I don't have to be a, <laughs> minister, a licensed uh-huh. minister to give a Sunday talk or a study group yes. presentation. Yes. Remind me that that process is a perfect... Yeah, that process, yeah. And I think that's the process over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But that's a great example of how... What we talk about all the time mm-hmm. in terms of um, having things occur in our life that seem like they're happening by magic, yes, but they're really not. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. So, um, 2012 intentions. I don't know. Do you have a theme? Are. Do you have a theme for 2012? Maybe, but I won't know for sure till tomorrow. Ah. So. Ah. So I there is this piece of of my theme started out last year, this year, as Dare to Dream. Part of one way of talking about 2012, something that's sitting with me is dreams do come true. Ah, there you go. Um, But I know it's going to be about receiving. I do know that. It's going to be something about receiving. All right. We should do a show on uh, the, uh, the, what what is the classic new thought, Thing. You have to have a retainer, not a retainer, but a receptacle, not a receptacle. Begins with an R. Quick, for the love of God, Trace. Able to hold what the good comes in. You have to have a replica. What is it? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Sounds like two words. No. Receptive. But you have to be able to have a container. That's not really the word. To receive the good. If I don't believe, I can get the good. Yeah. I, I don't know where you're going. I That's mean, true. I know the concept. Yes. But we should you, do a you show. based on what your you belief is. Yes. You can receive a thimble or cup. So we should do a same show on that. I'll think of the R word here. Okay, and we'll talk about it next week. Okay, so our time is just about <laughs> up. And we have been intentions. talking about 2012 intentions, and we just affirm that whatever intentions you set... Uh, will occur, and uh, and to think of it in whatever word brings about that feeling of excitement and joy and can do and can accomplish and, and not a good or bad. So think of it in whatever word works for you. Absolutely. But I choose intention as my word. And we will see you, talk to you, hear you in the new year. <laughs> Until then, say, say yes, yes to, to spirit. spirit. Play Whitney Houston. Okay.
With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.